Your best decisions in life are probably not the first ones that immediately pop into your mind. Those are the memorable decisions. What are the most significant decisions you've ever made and why would you want to know? This is episode 14 of the Where To Next podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Where To Next podcast. I'm your host, Stacey V, and I'm so honored to be spending the next few minutes together. If you're ambitious, and have been studiously creating a life only to realize it's not entirely the way you imagined it would be, and you feel like something's missing, pull up a chair, because we're gonna figure out how to get you more without doing more. If someone asked you, what are the best decisions you've ever made? How would you answer? Would you scratch your head? Would you say, hmm, let me think about it? Or would you know instantly Today, we're talking about the best decisions you've ever made and how to know what those decisions are. In a study from 2013, adults make approximately 35,000 decisions a day. We make about 250 decisions about food alone. Kids, by contrast, make up to about 3,000 different decisions. So now if you piece that together, and layer on your different roles and your different um, responsibilities that you assume in life, you could easily make the argument that you're making more than 35,000 decisions a day. I know I sure do. (laughs) I just, anyway. We make decisions about everything. The first two minutes you get out of bed is rife with probably a hundred decisions. The alarm goes off. Do you hit snooze? How many times do you hit snooze? Do you roll over? On which side do you roll over? How are you going to get out of bed? Now, most of us get out of bed the same way every day, but you still have to decide, are you putting your right foot down first? Are you putting your left foot down? How are you going to stand up? You go to the bathroom, you walk in there, you pick up your toothbrush, which hand are you going to pick up your toothbrush with, right? I mean, clearly we could go on and on and on. A lot of that is automated. Thank you, brain, for taking on and making things super easy for us. But a lot of things are not so automatic when it comes to decision making. Why would you even want to know what your best decisions are? Well, as you know, I'm a big fan of reflection and taking stock. It reminds us of how far we've come. We've been on this planet for a long time and we've made hundreds of thousands of decisions and when you look back over the course of your life reflecting reminds you that you've made it through some pretty gnarly times in life looking back is fun honestly revisiting those versions of you i mean when i think about my 18 year old self and my 22 year old self and my 24 year old self and my 29 year old self i mean my gosh even last year i love the version of me that i was at every single moment in time it's not to say that i wasn't having a hard time but i still can appreciate who i was back then and looking at some of those decisions i don't know it's just it's just kind of fun Reflecting on and thinking about some of the best decisions you've ever made is kind of a footnote to present you and future you, that you have so much life in you and left to live and go do that thing. Please go do that thing. Maybe thinking about some of the best decisions you've ever made will get you thinking in a way that you haven't in a while or maybe ever. And that perspective is what can bring 
some magic or oomph to your life and give you the intuitive hit to keep going, to do what's next for you. So what are some of the best decisions I've ever made? Honestly, sitting down to do this list, I had a list of probably 20 that came to mind very easily. And I thought about it a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And then I landed on these three. This is where I landed today. But if you ask me in six months, maybe I'll feel differently. For starters, I left, you know, in air quotes, a dream job to go get my master's in social work. I was 20 in my late 20s. I was living in New York and I was working for a professional sports organization and it was awesome. Access to games and professional athletes and experiences that I know were really one in two million or two billion was amazing for a time. And that's just it. For a very long time, I did have fun and it was the best decision for me until it wasn't anymore. And that distinction is key. I got a lot of flack. I got a lot of, are you kidding, Stacy? Why would you ever leave this job? Or I would do your job for free. People told me I was, I was crazy. They, they would die for my job. And yeah, I saw that, but it wasn't resonating with me anymore. It wasn't my truth. And just because I'm living someone else's dream, it doesn't have to continue to be mine forever. And so that decision to leave led me to more of what I knew was true for me. I had no idea at the time. And what I decided to do was get my master's in social work. I was told by some of the same people, oh my gosh, Stacey, what are you thinking? Why would you ever go to social work school? You are never going to make any money. And what I didn't see then, but I see so clearly now is what people say about your decisions has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. So the people who told me, oh, Stacy, you're crazy. Why would you ever go to social work school? You're never going to make any money. Those are the people who valued money. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just a contrast because for me, the goal, I wanted personal fulfillment. That was what revved my engine. And again, it's not a better or worse or right or wrong, but just an awareness and an understanding that that is what mattered to me. Going to social work school opened my eyes to new and different and mind-blowing experiences, cultures, learnings. Everything about it was revolutionary for my 20, let's see, how old was I when I went to social work school? I was 28. It afforded me experiences that I would have never had otherwise, that I would have only read about and been able to conceptualize, but I would have never had those experiences. And I am, I can tell you, an infinitely richer and more richer in a holistic, not financial sense, but well-rounded and aware and compassionate human without those experiences. It gave me the education I didn't know I needed to allow me to be a better parent, to allow me to be a better coach, to allow me to be a better helper, a better volunteer, a better human. 
I did not know that at the time. It was only after that I pieced that together. And I am so grateful to that version of me who made that decision, who went against social pressures, who went against the norm, who went against, honestly, pushback from key and central figures in my life. I did not realize then that I was learning to stand on my own two feet. Another great decision I made goes back to 1998. I was single, I was living in New York, and my now husband, Alex, called for a dinner date. And there was a book that was super popular at the time. It was called The Rules. And it was all about dating and how you've got to do this to get the guy and don't do that to get the guy and all of this. And I read it. I remember rolling my eyes at half of it because it felt it didn't resonate with me. And so when he called on a Thursday for a date on a Friday or Saturday, something like that, the book would have said, oh gosh, never go out with a guy unless he calls before Wednesday for a date that weekend. Like I said, I rolled my eyes at half that book. And so when he called, I remember thinking, huh, the rules say I shouldn't go out with him. But my heart, my intuition said, definitely go out with him. You know this guy from your past. He's totally cool. This is gonna be fun. And why not go out with him? Why wouldn't I? In hindsight, that was one of the best decisions I ever made. And maybe it was the decision not to listen to the rules, not to listen to that book. Maybe it was the decision to just go with the moment. Either way, something about that experience was one of the best decisions I ever made because it was our second first date and we're celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary next month. The next decision that really had a huge impact on my life was something that happened in 2018. I was visiting a friend and we had gone to lunch and we had about an hour, 45 minutes to kill between lunch and where we needed to be next. And she said, hey, totally off the cuff, you wanna go look at open houses? And I said, sure. It felt like a very low stakes decision at the time. And by low stakes, I mean, it felt fun and frivolous and very insignificant and like a natural decision. Well, of course, I mean, she suggested this, she must be into it and why not? And from that place, this low stakes decision-making place, we are more open, we're more present, we're in the moment because we don't think anything major is going to happen. And from that place, we often have a very different experience versus when we're making a big decision. Big decisions feel heavy. They can feel tense and, and stressful, and we often belabor the issue. Looking back, that decision led to a whole new life for me and my family because my husband and I had been talking about moving, but Southern California wasn't on the list at all but obviously it was meant to be. And that was because of this very low stakes decision making feel and vibe. The next best decision I made is more of a recent decision. In 2021, I made the decision to stop coaching one-on-one. -on -one. I wasn't thriving as a small business owner and I didn't really have the passion for it anymore in the way that I was going about it. And I kept trying to make it work 
I kept trying new things. I kept trying, oh my gosh, all the new things and nothing was working consistently. And I'd been working with a mentor coach at the time and she had a conversation with me very bluntly one day and said, Stacy, I think you just need to stop. And it wasn't a very coachy thing to say at the time because generally coaches don't tell you what to do, but I had enough of a relationship with this woman. We'd worked together for a year or two and she knew me and she'd been part of, you know, obviously an integral part of the ups and downs that she spoke what she felt was true. And it was exactly what I needed to hear in the moment. I instantly knew she was right. By pausing, retiring, I call it retirement. And I had set a time period on it. It was about gonna be about three months. I had so many revelations about myself in that time frame. I realized how discontent and frustrated I'd been. I realized I was burned out and everything I was doing was in an effort to keep trying to reach a goal that no longer resonated with me, that no longer felt aligned. I was creating so much frustration for myself. Stopping or pausing, however you want to phrase it, even taking a break, isn't quitting. It's listening and it's honoring ourselves. That stop allowed me one of the greatest gifts of my life. It was the allowance to be present for the next season of my life. My dad shortly thereafter was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died about four months later. And if she hadn't told me, strongly suggested, I stop, that whole experience of being with my dad those past four months would have been totally different. So yes, she strongly encouraged some would even say told me to do it, but I was the one who made that ultimate decision. And it is one of the decisions of which I am most proud because I'd spent years building up a practice. And I know a lot of us, when we are faced with this decision, do I stop? Do I slow down? Do I keep going? Especially if we've spent so much time and energy and resources and money towards something, we think it's all for naught, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Now I mentioned back when I was talking about the open house visit, that seemed like a lower stakes decision. And maybe it was, but maybe some of the others could be considered higher stakes, leaving a dream job to go to social work school, kind of a career change, or even what happened in 2021 when I decided to hit pause or retire from my practice. But I just want to pose to you that they're all just decisions. Every day we're making, like I said, 35,000 plus decisions. And it's the value we assign to them, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, the high stakes versus lower stakes. We make it mean something when really they're all just decisions at the end of the day. And the beauty is each decision led me to the next decision. Every decision I've ever made was because I knew I wanted something different. I wanted something more, not from a place of lack or 
unworthiness, but because that's who I am. I like to keep going forward. I like to grow. I like to expand. I like to experience. I like to progress. In a way, I could make the case that every single decision I've ever made is a best decision. But if I had to choose, these are definitely the tops. What I didn't realize until going through this process is that all of these decisions are the result of me deciding to listen to my intuition. From as far back as I could remember, my intuition's been talking to me. The younger me felt her very powerfully. I wasn't as in tune with her. She would come in and speak very definitely. You must go to this college. This is absolutely the one. Definitely introduce yourself to that person at a networking event. Person got off the stage and I met her in the back of the room. Turns out she became one of my closest friends. The younger version of me listened to her intuition, but that intuitive sense was strong and almost abrupt. As I've gotten older, my intuition's gotten softer, yet she's more consistent. She's quieter because I've learned how to listen to her. She doesn't need to be as loud. She doesn't need to get my attention, although she still does. And I'll tell you an example. Two years ago, I was skiing and I broke my leg. It was the first time I'd ever had a broken leg. And I knew it was because I needed to be still. Six months later, my leg had well healed by then. And I broke my foot again. The joke was on me because that was the universe getting me to slow down and stop and ground yet again. The last reason I want you to consider to go through this exercise, identifying the best decisions you've ever made, is because there's likely a theme or a message or a key takeaway in there. And if you're stuck or struggling, or even just like to reflect, take a second and think about some of the best decisions you've ever made and identify that theme or the commonalities. And I bet whatever you pick up on could help inform your very next best decision. Hey, if you liked this episode or got anything from it, please do me a solid and share it with your best friend. It's super simple, easy to share, and it helps me a lot, especially as I grow and expand. I've got this goal to be an award-winning podcast. And part of that is getting this podcast into the ears of like-minded women just like yourself. Thank you so much. This podcast is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not meant as a substitute for medical advice or mental health care.